I've already started because I want oh. I wanted people to hear you. This is where my Hear you eating these chocolate covered <laughs> almonds with maca in front of me. You want me to put them away, seriously? No, don't put them away. I meant to swallow this before you start recording. I like this. Let's leave it in. I eat. I'm a real woman. <laughs> well, no, that's why I started recording because I wanted oh. evidence so people can know. I thought you could have dark chocolate and maca. Maca has got caffeine, right? Or but I don't. I don't even know. I, I think I don't know. I'm you just know, hearing I'm maca for the know. first time ever, like about five Such minutes. Sagittarius doesn't like to pretend to know things. We like to really seek out. the I truth mean, tell me about it. it. Tell me about it. <laughs> I'm a Sag Moon. You know. Uh, so I know. Um, um, you know, Stephen King's got a Sag Moon. Virgo with a Sag Moon. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it. Like me and Steve have. I'm pretty sure you and Mel Brooks are both the same sun and moon. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Which surprised me because when I was watching comedians in cars getting coffee, I was Googling everybody's chart while watching them interact with um, Jerry Seinfeld, who I think is also Taurus. He's for sure Earth. They're all Earth signs with like a wacky moon. So you just need some Earth to be famous or have your Mel Brooks line up, whatever. Oh, okay. You are to be that version of famous anyway. Yeah. Jim Carrey's a Capricorn with a Gemini moon. Who would have thought that wild monkey man is a Capricorn? You know? (laughs) I'm super impressed. <laughs> uh, hi, my name's Ryan. Thanks for listening. That's Angela. Um, we are, uh, well, that's a big ass thing of water. Thanks. I have another big one in that bag. This is, why am I so shocked to see you drinking water? I don't know. I drink literally a gallon every day. I'm the most hydrated motherfucker you know. <laughs> I am. I'm, is, oh, um, uh, what's that? Oh, this is, this is, um, the cold brew groundwork. You know, I, <laughs> They were out of Stumptown. I haven't had, um, well, I've had one cheat day in the eight weeks or whatever it's been of sugar, caffeine, like, well, sugar, then the step program. So eight, seven, six weeks. Um, On my cheat day, I only (laughs) gave myself one large iced coffee with sugar. Like, I didn't even eat donuts or candy or any. Oh, we didn't talk about this? No. Oh, I drank a uh, large, this is my go-to. I'm a basic guy and proud of it. Uh, Come at me. Come at me about being basic. (laughs) I went to Dunkin' Donuts. I got a large iced pumpkin coffee with cream and the real sugar. Oh, my God. You can feel the granules. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts has that. When I'm drinking coffee, I want want it to feel like there's sand in my coffee. That's Dunkin' Donuts. That's that's like the only place that feels like a beachy coffee. But also, their their large iced coffee is, I don't know, at least probably 24 or 36 ounces or something. It's a big-ass cup. And I go, Mm. light ice. (laughs) Light ice. Right? Because you, you get twice as much coffee. a Jewish mother, a grandmother from Long Light Island. ice in the coffee. <laughs> I've got work to do. I've got, a, I've got a needle thread. All of my grandchildren's names today. <laughs> this is Hanukkah starts tomorrow. <laughs> Oven mitts and mittens. You're getting your bagels. Yep. At, uh, I have to, I have to crochet bagels. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. So... I get. I drink this at between the hour of twelve thirty and one thirty p.m. I am. Whoa. Up, I am up until six a.m. Yep, me the too. The next day because I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack because oh, I'm so jacked up, and that made what me time realize. Like, was it? what time of day did you get? I it? drank it at twelve thirty. Is when I started drinking it, and so I was up for 
Oh, what is that? When 18 did you hours? finish it, though? Because it's like, like around one thirty. Oh, that's not bad. <gasps> so I was, wow. it was like a sixteen-hour poor overstimulated body. Seventeen and hours. And do you also feel like people are coming with knives to kill you when you have that much caffeine? I felt like my body was going to explode. I thought I was going to spontaneously combust. I uh, have deliberately. I had something in my room the other night. Something really fucking cool. I'm not. A, I'm not. And I already told you on the phone. On the phone, but I'm going to tell the story too. But like. We talk I, on the phone sometimes. We do, yeah, phone. The rotaries. What are you doing? What are you up to? How was your it's day? A ro- call me back. <laughs> I have to call time and temperature to see what it's going to be tomorrow. It's funny, too, because nobody talks on the phone. So when the phone rings, I know it's either you or two other people, basically. Like, yeah, it's nobody a very rare situation ta- Yeah. Anymore. Well, um, I was going to bed. And uh, it was five-ish in the morning because the moon fucks me up. And and I keep telling myself, like, it's okay. You'll be getting up at eight again after this moon breaks, which tomorrow will probably be that day. Um, but this was uh, two nights before the full moon, three nights. Before, and it's like the third, the first of the three nights before the full moon is when I really start to get fucked up. So I get in bed and Rue jumps on me. And she's like, meow, meow, and she won't get off. And, and I'm just like, great, I'm obviously not masturbating tonight. And then I see in the corner over my bed a uh, like a royal blue uh, sort of like blobbish energy just like hanging out over my bed. And I see it and I say, oh, hi. It, like it felt okay. And I was just like, oh, it's just the, you know, whatever. I don't remember. It was 5 a.m. And, and then behind my door I saw something in the other corner and it was black and that's when I said okay I see you don't touch me don't mess with me don't wake me up and if you can just uh lie low and be cool I won't banish you and I've had really great experiences where I just ask them not to do stuff and they'll like leave so it didn't leave and I went to sleep anyway with my eye mask on, which as like a, a terrorized child who grew up with lights on and didn't sleep because I was so scared of them touching me. I have really achieved, like I've unlocked like superior ghost roommate level here. And so the blue one in the corner hung out. Rue slept on me all night and she's very protective. So I know she knew what was in the corner was bad. And then I'm messaging with Aslan and she's telling me, she's like, yeah, that was bad. You got to get that shit out of your house. Blah, blah, blah. The blue Royal blue is protective. That's often like our spirit guides too. So somebody manifested right over my bed. I just imagine them having like a staring contest. Yeah. <laughs> where the guides are like, don't you move. It, it was like, you. it felt like, ah, ah, ah. like it felt, yeah. I, I I felt really safe. And like the dark energy is like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. And the oh. spirit guides like, hey, motherfucker, uh-huh. I see you. Yes. And I'm like, shut <laughs> up. I'm trying to 6 a.m. <laughs> Meanwhile, now. you're just over here going, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the moon hasn't even come yet. <laughs> it was really rough. I can't jerk off. I can't yes! fucking do anything. God. I, well, you know what I did the other night? The moon makes me crazy. So um, I went to see <laughs> Scott Thompson, Kids in the Hall, perform at Picture This, Brandy's fabulous show at the Virgil. He's great. He's so good. And um, and my friend was feeling sick. She was coming down with a really hardcore period. And so we, we canceled the second part of our night. And I went home. And I'm like, let's do house stuff. Get the drill out. I fix the door. I do this stuff quietly. I try not to do loud stuff in case it just. I mean, anybody. yeah. I mean, everybody knows one of the quietest things you can do <laughs> at well, night in your apartment is, you know, the, drill some the stuff. The door you know. was never lined up. The you know, I, uh, there's an episode where like I put the dogs in the room and and we're talking. You're, I think 
you're somewhere you're on tour and um boots stands up and he pushes the door open to let the dogs out because it never latched so when i'd go in there to masturbate i had to pile heavy stuff against the door but then when the cats team up it's harder to keep them all out but i fixed the door and now i have official privacy from my six animals oh okay yeah but i was too tired for uh, sex magic last night but i i did magic from like 6 p.m to 5 a.m last night well i mean that's moon. that's putting in some work yeah and man well and you know why because i was at i spent the day at crooked path hanging out with greg if any of you guys ever come to la crook iowa have gone to a lot of witch stores in my day this is the best one it's the best one in la it's fucking crazy hardcore like real psychics real witches real workshops um, hung out with Greg and he was hooking me up with a bunch of stuff and um, helping me. There are a couple things I'm making. Like I want to start doing mojo bags and poppets because as an 11, you know, I work with the tangible. I'm a manifester. So I can actually make these for other people. And I think they're going to be really strong. I just made two last night for me. One of them's in my bra. It's feeling like it's uh, pretty potent, but um, I'm hanging out with Greg and um, the whole time I was like, I got to go upstairs. I got to go up to the Hakate temple. Finally, five minutes before the shop closes, a customer comes in and he starts talking to her. And I, I said, I have to go upstairs just for a minute. I'm walking up the stairs and I already feel like the energy. And I'm in that temple all the time. I already feel the freaking like heat. It felt like heat coming out of it. And um, it was the first time I felt fear in over a year. Like I had to stop and I was like, oh, what is this? Like, what is this? Oh my God. And then I, and then I was like, don't be a pussy. You go in there all the time. And I walked in and I started looking around because Sal said that there were like candles or something you could light. And it was kind of dark. Like the lights were off. That um, mural he has on the wall. I swear to God, Ryan, she came out of that mural. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye and I jumped and I turned my back to it. And I was like, this isn't happening. And then she moved to like be behind me and I turned around and I saw her and fucking Hakate was like an instant. Like I was in there for an instant. She was probably already in there. And I feel like that's probably why I kept feeling because I go in there plenty of times. I don't go up to the temple, but like I kept feeling like I had to go up there and I turned my back to her and I was so scared and I was so embarrassed because she doesn't like the weak. She doesn't want you weak, but it's also if, if anybody's ever had like Kali or Hakate or anybody show themselves, it's, it's overwhelming. I mean, I, and I, I, I turned my back to her and I, I faced the altar and I said, show me what you want. Show me how to serve you. And like, I, I, my, my, uh, my priorities align with yours. Show me what you want me to do in this world. And I started telling her some stuff that I think she wants me to do. And, um, then I turned and left and she, was there the whole fucking time and I mean you can't like and we have a really good friend who has called on her and she has shown herself to this person for uh, like several times now and whenever that person tells me about it I'm like you fucking pussy what you mean you saw her and walked out of the room no that's what you do <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so scary it's intellectually one thing to yeah. say how you're gonna react or what you want and then like and then to actually be in the situation yeah. where something like that unfolds yeah it's it's a whole nother it's on experience. though i mean she she showed her and I, I i don't even remember what i was saying i remember a little bit of what i said to her but then last night when i was working the magic 
and doing, I mean, I had like my table set up. I had my altar set up. I had candles fucking blazing. I took everything, like all my selenite lamps, my crystal balls, all my crystals, put them all on a giant tray, set them all outside on my weird little, it's not quite a balcony. It's where the catio was going to go. And now I'm really glad I didn't put one there because... I kept, I also buried a bunch of shit all around my building finally. That was weird. A jar was leaking very badly and it was super stinky because it was old. But um, buried it. It's on. I mean, f- like 4 a.m. I'm outside full witch, like four corners, like um, in my pajamas. I took my dogs with me so that it would look like I was just walking dogs, you know, not. I'm just. I was carrying Picking a shovel. Up this dog poop with a shovel. <laughs> yes. That's what I thought. I was like, well, there are probably these people. You know, this probably exists. But then I kept going outside and tracking the moon, and there's like this little sliver of an alley. I took a picture. I want to post it to our social. And the moon, I sat on my windowsill waiting, and I could see the light coming. And I sat in the moonlight for I don't know how long maybe like 30, 40 minutes with my crystals. They were there the whole time as it passed over. So they probably got like an hour and a half, two hours of charging. But I sat in the moon and I was just like, fucking charge me like a crystal. Like it was, and I was drinking a tiny can of champagne. That's the first song of uh, Mojo Bags and the Poppets (laughs) is the name of the band. And the the lead single is Charge Me Like a Crystal. And I wanted to be heavy metal like that too. Charge Me Like a Crystal. (laughs) Fuck me like a hurricane. Fill me me with your moon (laughs) jizz. What? (laughs) It was amazing though. It was such a good night for magic. Um, uh, What else do I get to tell you about that? So like, but I mean, I guess if there's, you know, there's a handful of cities where, you know, you might, not get too many side eyes at four in the morning yeah. bearing jars. I mean, I have homeless people at the four corners of your building. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the yeah, and the locate. I mean, I know where you live, so I know yeah. the exact location. And it's like this isn't some secluded. Yeah. Uh, um, fun <laughs> fact. Yeah, it's not secluded. If anything, there's a spot right across from my apartment, and every week we have a filming flyer, and they were filming there all day, like. All day, there's they're always renting this place for movies. You can see it in um, Glow. Uh, one thing I wanted to tell you that is huge. I almost forgot. I did not bury four jars because a jar of my blood went missing. And did I tell you this already? No. Yeah, and I am. I think I'd remember that that conversation. Hey, did I tell you? Oh, what's that? A jar of my blood went. I think. Yeah. I'd rem- that's a sentence um, I'd remember. And I know the Faye took it. And I totally trust them to do something great with it. I was like, wow, they took my... And it was, Ryan, it was the best jar of menstrual blood I've ever produced. I was proud of it. I felt kind of like a a cow. Like I like, uh, what's the word? Not harvested. Yeah, sure. Harvested my fucking fruit. You know, I felt really proud of this blood. And that's the jar they took. But I'm working with them. What kind of jar? Are we talking about a 16 ounce no, ball no. jar? No, no. I buy those little tiny ones. I posted a photo to our Instagram. The little ones. I buy the little. Please. No, I, I, was, I, was, I, was I wish I could. Like the tiny. Like. like I like think that. they're four ounces. The four ounces. Yeah. And I don't film. But then I do film with my pee. Because I'm fucking full witch. Hexed somebody this weekend. I told you that. Spit we, on my own floor. We won't talk about it. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> this is where maybe our paths fork. No. I. Uh, me and you, I'm, I'm saying like as far yep. as like I don't I mean never say never no I sent it back but 
I you, never, I, w- I don't envision myself getting to the point where I hex anybody. But mm. that's not because I, I think I'm better than, or like I'm I didn't holier either. than now. I just don't trust myself to not like end up hexing myself. Mm. Okay, I'll tell you a story about hexing people. Okay. Um, and I'm not proud of this. Ooh. Um, but when I was younger, I um I was filled with spite and vitriol, mm-hmm. and comedy was art. And if anybody, in my opinion, was disrespecting the art form of comedy, mm-hmm. I put them on my list of people. I mean, this is going to sound very. I mean, I'm a little. I'm a little melodramatic. I think that well, means overdramatic, right? You're cancer with a sag moon. It's so, impossible. So keep in mind when I when I say these words, I like describing it this way. But <laughs> like, so I I had a list of people who I was going to destroy. Okay, oh, wow. so I was like, I was Ariana. I was. Stark. I had some real darkness in me, and I was like, I will destroy these people. Like when I have, when I have the power to destroy them, I will. Was Cersei on your list? And uh, yeah, right. The hound. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was. Um, there were two people on my list and both of those people got extremely ill. <gasps> I'm and telling you. So, yeah. so this one person had a mystery illness, ended up going overseas to try to get treatment. And I was very like, clear I with heard, what I'm sending in my head. And I heard yeah, about that. that. Happens. I heard about that like right around the same time. I heard about this other person. Right, you're so powerful. Like I tell a, you this a really like a terminal illness, almost. So you killed these people. I don't think I did. Did they? Um, did the I think I believe they're survive? both still alive. Oh, good. Um, like, we might have to edit this out. You sound crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> so I had a list of people I was going to destroy. There were two people on it, and both of them got like on death's door. So I was like, I need to. I wasn't like actively like doing any. No, kind but of the subconscious. Things. Here is something. That but people, after that, but after yeah. but what I'm saying is after like that happened, and I realized, like within like, I don't know, a few days or a week of each mm-hmm. other, I heard about both of them. I was like. That's strange. They're both on my list. I mean, I don't think I'm like killing them. But or it's your subconscious. But so I was like, I need to get rid of that. I need to burn this list. Oh, shit. Like I didn't have an actual like list written down, but I had to burn the list in my mind. Yeah. So when it comes for me, like hexing people, yeah. like it becomes, for me, it becomes like, oh, I don't want to feel that way again when, when like I felt like I, maybe I, even if it was like the tiniest pinch of salt. In the recipe of their mm-hmm. sickness. Oh no! no I don't want to be a contributing. But when but, somebody yeah. when somebody hurts me, and here's an or the, okay, Sal said it best at Midsummer Scream. He said, "If someone comes from me or my family, I'm going to send it back." And you do it does go back a little stronger than it came in because I'm a fucking witch and you're a whatnot. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you're, you, got, you could you, be a there's witch. There's nothing wrong with like but deflecting, I am, keeping been, things up. Yeah, yeah, and I've been a witch in multiple lifetimes. I got this shit down. Um, even yesterday, Greg said this beautiful thing to me and I was like, oh my God, that's why, I, cause I don't use anathema or anything. And he goes, no, I used to use those tools and you should learn, you should know all this. He said, but I use them so much that I have absorbed their power and now my hands are the tools. And I was like, fuck yes, Greg. Yes. I loved that. But, um, when someone comes for you or your family, this podcast is my baby. You know, we don't make money off this shit yet. We barely make any money off this. And we put a lot into it. This is my baby. I put my love and soul and like I ask every time before we record, 
Give me voice that will help people. Give me voice that will be true. Like, I don't fuck around with this. This is important to me. So if somebody comes for my baby. I'm making a note of the time right now. No, Ryan. (laughs) I'm not going to get specific, but I'm just saying the things that I put my love into, those are my babies. And the things you put your love into, like everybody, everybody is entitled to send that back. If someone sends something negative your way or tries to hurt you or damage your little baby, you fucking send it back. You send it to their baby or whoever. You just send it back. But I was very specific when I did my hex. Like I, I said, I just need this person to feel what I'm feeling and they need to know it's from me and they need to know that this is how I make it stop. And I, I, man, I really worked it. <laughs> Spit on my own fucking floor. Couldn't help it. As soon as it happened, I was like, oh, it's on. <laughs> I have carpet. <gasps> Well, so it's like maybe I'll, I could do it in the kitchen. You could do it on tile. carpet. I guess I could. I got goo gone. Do you know that human mouths are dirtier than dog mouths? I just and keep looking need, at those fucking almonds. Oh, let me put them away. Um, if you if you get bit by a human, it you need so much more treatment than if you got bit by a dog. Human mouths are the filthiest fucking mouths. So when you see people making out with their dogs, which really does disturb me because dogs do lick their own assholes. Um, which I mean, I I kiss my dogs right on their cheeks, but I don't. Where, where their mouth is. Um, but whenever oh, I see I it. Oh, I thought you meant butt cheeks. <laughs> face cheeks. No, face cheeks. Only face cheeks. But whenever I see somebody making out with their dog, I get really grossed out by it. And also, no, no judgment. I want to make so out So you should with be mine. more grossed out when you see yeah, people making out with their lover. No, yeah. But I was going to say, you should be pitting the dog when they see somebody oh. making out Because our mouths are see, foul. Th- that's what I love about dogs. Dogs, they throw caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. They know that the human mouth is a cesspool of germ they and don't disease. Care. They're like, they I was just care. up my ass. Yeah, love will conquer all, including <laughs> these microbes. That's what your dog believes. Um, also, they may sweat from while their mouth. We're talking mouths. about mouths, everybody, uh, everybody. Did you know that they we, sweat out of their mouth? Oh, they pant. That's I know. That's how the they sweat because they don't have the like the pores Ooh. to like sweat like so they. <laughs> That's like them sweating. Do you ever use a tongue scraper? Have you ever used a tongue scraper? I have in the past. Oh God, I love them. I will scrape my tongue just several times a day, just to get it all nice just and for fun. fresh. Yeah, I. It doesn't love, even need it. I can't if if you just I, try to have a thinner tongue. If I like, like what is all the guys like? I'm shaving my tongue. <laughs> Thin tongues are I'm, in. I'm corset training my tongue. Um, yeah, if, if I can't scrape my tongue for some horrible tragic reason, like my tongue scraper is not with me. Um, I will find a way. I do like that this is the level of tragic. The tragic, the the uh, the descriptor <laughs> of tragic. And for some horrible, <laughs> tragic reason. Like like your I tongue. I keep a clean mouth, right? But when I hear but when I hear there's Obviously a tragic reason that your dog. tongue scraper couldn't be with you. <laughs> like, I'm thinking like the tongue scraper's family has perished in a plane crash and they had to fly to the funeral. I was actually or, thinking like like because it's been a long time for me, but like the last time I hooked up and I w- and it was like a spontaneous sleepover, and I was like, "Yay, sex and orgasms!" Oh my god, my tongue scraper's so far away. <laughs> like it was really hard. Like you had um, separation. You had like yeah. postpartum. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm a very clean. T- I want to say I'm a clean teen. Have you ever seen? You've seen uh, Cry Baby? No. Is that hairspray. the Johnny Depp movie? My baby's a clean teen. It's hairspray that oh. she says it when they try to say Tracy Turnblad has roaches in her hair. And Divine says, my baby's a clean team. A clean team. My baby's, I say it to the cat sometimes, even though they're not that clean. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, this tragic reason that your tongue scraper, like, <laughs> oh, dogs have cleaner mouths. Yes. 
Um, I'm trying to reverse engineer where this came from. Have you ever been licked by a cat? It feels weird. <laughs> I when they start doing it, I'm like, ah, because it's it's their tongues are so rough. I mean, I, I but I also it's so rare that you can't make them stop. Because when will it happen again? I'm here to experience, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get licked by cats. You are the tongue. dog's mouth of people. <laughs> And I say that with love. <laughs> I'm not even sure what it means. We just talked about what a dog a dog doesn't care. A dog is here to live. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. That, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're the dog's mouth of people. Yeah. See, this is why I don't hex you, Ryan. You get it. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna have to learn. I yeah. I'm staying on your good side. Um, I wish you'd gone to Peg and Pride. Were you out of town then? Oh, Peg and Pride. I know what Peg means. Um, <laughs> Pegan. Oh, I thought you said Peg. And oh my God! Pride. I was like, no. that'd be a fun parade. I'm, Just a bunch of people walking around with dildos I on would see around there. their their waist. Um, I was gone. I bet. I think, I think you were. Gone. Was I in North I think California? So. It was. It was really fun. It was super mild. Um, and I realized. Uh, uh, I don't know if everybody knows this. Like red is a very witch color, but most of the witches I know are all black. And, and that's totally fine. I mean, whatever resonates with you, I'm a red witch. I have maybe a dozen red dresses. And people are always alarmed that I wear red. Or not alarmed, but they're like, wow, you, you're you so bold. You're so brave. And I'm like, what the? So brave makes it sound like I'm doing something that's not attractive. <laughs> you know? Like, so, so brave is wow, like. Wow, you really take chances. Yes. But people are scared to wear red. And when I was at um, Pig and Pride, I was wearing, I'm still doing doing it in a dress. Um, I'm, if anybody, I'll talk about this later, um, but but like I'm still wearing these fucking schoolgirl dresses. I have to wash one. It stinks really bad. Um, just with armpits, not butt, everybody, just to be clear. But um, uh, I'm walking around and I had a special dress for Pig and Pride. And it was very colorful and people kept complimenting it. And I realized, wow, I really stand out because I'm wearing color. And normally, like, um, I paint my nails. My my nails and toenails are almost always red. It's a witch color. It's a powerful color. It's passion, energy, all this good stuff. But um, I was looking at all the, the people in black and I was like, it's really funny because I feel like they're the red witches are coming now. Like, I feel like there are more red witches. It's like... Um, and red is is action, birth, fire, change, courage, uh, stimulation, transformation, sexual healing. Like it's a super powerful color. Um, but you do want to be careful with red when you're doing love magic because if you if you want love and you're doing red, you might just get really great sex for a while. But I mean, that's okay too. That's also okay. Yeah, but um, I just wanted. Well, to- red, if I'm not mistaken, isn't part of the allure of red lipstick because when like someone is being stimulated yes like the color flushes to your face yep, and that's to your true. lips that's true so that's um <clears throat> so it's kind of like so wearing red lipstick is kind of we're sending like it's a subconscious like signal to people that like i am being i'm being aroused yes yes yeah so that's people true. are more willing to listen to you public speak uh, men and women both if you just put on a little bit of red lipstick oh this makes sense people find you more uh engaging wow i love wearing red lipstick i usually i'll wear it over here sometimes just because i'm gonna I start feel... wearing the slightest bit of red lipstick when i perform did i ever tell you <laughs> just a little just a touch. just a little bit i mean because it, it really does have like a scientific it makes sense yeah it makes sense um when i worked as a phone psychic uh the last time i lived in la i would bust out 
I had a tiara. I don't know where I got it, some party or something. But I would I would get like dressed up in my fancy um, vintage 90s and put a tiara on and like do myself up and put all my old engagement and wedding rings on, which now belong to crows, and uh, and look like a full-on fucking crazy person. And Brandy Posey can attest to this because she would come over and write with me and I'd be all done up like a fucking ex-Texan and pageant queen. And when was this queen. again? 2009. <laughs> But for like what reason? Oh, when I was a phone psychic. Oh, the phone psychic. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I just needed to feel powerful. Oh my God, here's something. Here's a witch tip. So I'm getting real big into the craft right now. At Pagan Pride, I bought, I, they, I wish I'd bought them all. They were only $3 and then I got online to look them up and they're like a fortune. It's a tiny, it's a, a, a dragon claw with like the talons around a little ball. So the bottle is like the neck is its arm. Um, and the bottle is the, cl- the talons around the ball. Um, they had a whole bunch of them, but I bought one and then I took some dragon's blood. And if anybody doesn't know this, dragon's blood is like the, the number one thing you should have in your witch kit. Um, but I, I ground it all up and I mixed it with jojoba oil and I now have dragon's blood oil, which just amplifies your power, your magic. And I put a oh, bunch I need of- to keep, I keep meaning to get some of that for my yeah. diffuser. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I wonder what oil would be best, because you should look into what carrier would be best for a diffuser. Um, But I'm wearing it. So I set all my oils up on my altar, and now when I connect, like I put my jewelry on it, I like all my stones and things, I power it all up and um, connect with my guides and everything, and then I put my oils on while like I'm working with them for the minute. Um, But man, that fucking dragon's blood, I was adding it to everything recently, and it's like the Herkimer diamond is to crystals, basically. Just amplifies your power and magic. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to m- buy a bunch of these little bottles and give them as Christmas presents and their their fortune. So you had to get them there that day. Yeah, I only bought the one though. I feel like an idiot. Well, it is weird because like I well oh I got this great wand. Ooh, oh that's right. I got to show you the wand. It's on Insta. Yeah, where is it? Um, it's get upstairs. it on our break. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are we watching? Actually, let me go get that wand. Okay. So, um, so we're back. Yeah, this wand is glorious. This wand, my buddy Emily once enchanted on Instagram. You can, you can check out the Instagram and um, get a wand. And you can find her through the picture that you posted too. Of you, yeah, yeah, this wand. which this is wand already is on. Cool. Yeah, there's Tiger's Eye Adventuring. Ooh. There's um, quartz, um, and it's on a like a. Oh gosh, I forgot the wood. But it's from, Northern, it's from Northern California. Cool. Um, oh, and it's got like a, uh, it's got a wrap and it's got some burned in uh, sigils nice. or, or, or symbols. Um, I really, really want to cool. make a wand, even though I, I'm subscribing to Greg's. This is really cool. Um, so a wand is like the same as an uh, anathema, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's the same thing. Well, um, well, well, kind of. Anathema is supposed to be a knife. Okay, yeah. So but like a double sided dull yeah, blade. Yeah. That so, you never use to cut anything. But it, they but you can do like the same stuff with them. Um I had this really great epiphany recently. So uh, to to say do you want to talk more about the wand? Well, I just want to say that there's it's clay. Oh, cool. So it is clay that is um used to Fasten the stones to the wood. So everything in here is natural. That's very cool. And I mean, I I mean, 
You know what I did with this? Hmm. I killed a man with this yesterday. Oh, I'm not surprised. No, I'm it's covered uh, in blood. <laughs> I wondered. Like, <laughs> but that's cool. So, to fill a witch jar? But I've always wanted a wand, and I've never had one until now. You've never had wand until I've now. I've never had wand. Oh, there's a title. There's the title. Uh, <laughs> girls just wand to have fun. Oh, fuck yeah, Ryan. Fuck so, yeah. <laughs> Let's high five. <laughs> oh, so the moon. I did go see the moon. Uh-huh. And... To uh, like this park, um, like a park. Well, it was a park. <laughs> my mom just showed up at this fucking podcast. Like what? my mom used to do that all the time. Oh, that's funny. My mom does. She'd my mom like, is responsible for my grammar. Just which like is just now, impeccable. Yeah. Whenever I would say the word like, she'd just interrupt me and be like, "Like what? Mm. Like what? Like what? Good mom." Well, I say like all the time. I say <gasps> like like. Sad I mean, moon defiant. Don't tell us what to do, mom. It's like I say, like all the like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, okay, we get it. Like, so I get it. I go to this park uh, with a friend of mine, and we we park at the park. Uh huh. Yeah. And then <laughs> we start walking. They don't down call it this... a park for nothing, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why they call it a park? I guess. No way. Park yourself down in nature because parks were around before oh, cars boy. were around. Did no you park idea. horses? I don't think so. I'm going to park my horse over here. I got to watch Westworld the next season to find out. Oh, my God. That's right. That's it came. When did it come out? When did season three come out? No, it, it hasn't yet. But I'm, oh, okay. I'm Aaron anchored. Paul's in it. I just watched El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Oh, my God. I forgot that's out. See, I'm so fucked up from this moon. I didn't watch the Succession finale. I didn't watch Gemstones finale. And I the Breaking Bad thing has been on my radar all the time. I almost went to Alamo to see it. Oh, my my I'm buddy Amy loves Alice. She's like, she says she'll go nowhere else to watch a movie. Other Let than me know Alamo. if you guys want to go while she's in town. Because I'm, it's, I hate it when people call a thing their church, but it's kind of my church. Like, I love movies. It's the best thing we've done in this world. Well, we should take better care of animals. Then I can say that's the best thing. But, and drinking water. And drinking um, water. <laughs> so we start walking down this road that goes higher. And it is. A, a hill? <laughs> It's a slight incline. It's a gradient. You know, it's about it, a four you know, percent gradient. When uphill. land goes higher, so we are elevating our status mm-hmm, from sea level mm-hmm. slowly, nice. but on a gradient. Smart. You never know when a flash flood's coming. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> is this how you feel when I'm when you're trying to tell something and I just keep doing voices? Yes. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, <laughs> So, oh, just really holding the mirror up to me today. So, uh, <laughs> just really trying to remind you to call your mother. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh oh. Three weeks in a row now. What? I've Forgotten. I've been a bad son. <gasps> you haven't talked to your mom in three weeks. Three weeks, oh, and I'm like on Sundays. I'm like call call mom on Sundays. And then it'll next thing you know, I'll look at my watch and it'll be like seven forty-five, and it's a three-hour time difference. I'm like, I can't call my mom at eleven. No, you can't. She'd rather have me never talk to her again than call her after she's my gone to mom, bed. I'm just kidding. My I'm mom sure. just like I think uh, my mom ignores my calls and texts these days. She's very busy. Oh, she was just mentioned in the New York Times. No big deal. She found the Twain signature in the cave. Did I tell you about this? It's everywhere. If you Google Twain signature, Cindy Lovell found it, and I always knew she would because motherfucking Mark Twain's in our soul cluster, and I knew he wasn't going to show it to nobody else. So this was a legendary thing that people knew. Yeah, they existed, knew but no one the, knew where it the was. cave is amazing. Hannibal, Missouri is a fucking 
treasure. I love that place. Hated Salt Lake City, Hannibal, Missouri, where I had to drive to Illinois to get organic spinach. Love Hannibal. Weirdest shit. The ghost tour there is the best ghost tour I've ever gone in my life. Uh, Lisa Marks runs it. She's phenomenal. She does. She's a Molly Brown impersonator as well because Molly Brown is also from Hannibal because it's a weird little portal of fabulousness. Um, but the cave, Jesse James hid out in it from the cop or police authorities, whatever they were. From the then. Texas Rangers. Yes, from them. And they also, um, Norman Rockwell went in there and painted some shit and signed it or something. Um, but it's also the cave that Mark Twain bases uh, the Injun Joe stuff on and, and Tom Sawyer. Like it's 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 his childhood cave. But they they he they knew he'd been in there and it has signatures all over it. They could never find Sam Clemens's signature. And my mom, she's always looking for. Everybody's always looking for it. The last time she went back for for I don't know. They're doing a what is it called? Not a millennial thing. What's it called when it's a... Bicentennial. Thank you, Bicentennial. I'm um, a Bicentennial. We can talk about that in a minute. But she was back for the Bicentennial, um, hanging out with her good friend Brad Paisley, not to name drop, but we have lots of celebrity friends in my Your mom's buddies with Brad Paisley. Yeah, she's really good buddies with him. And uh, and Hal Holbrook, who we hung out with just a couple weeks ago, who's the sweetest man. He was Mark Twain impersonator for a long time. Well, yeah, forever, his whole life. And he's a phenomenal human being as well. Um but she was, I think, in the cave with Brad Paisley and his family when she found Sam Clemens' signature, and it's like blowing up in the press. And That's really funny. My aunt's husband went in and took the photo that you see, like, in the New York Times and everywhere. So yeah, Sam, and it's it's a big deal because um, it was it, kids couldn't afford candles to go in to like to, to write their name to even go in. They'd go in with other kids. So um, I think you wrote. The, with the candle smoke or something so great sam had enough money one day to get a candle to go sign his name in the cave isn't that wonderful that's pretty cool anyway keep telling us about you going up a an elevated so i'm slope. on a slow upward <laughs> gradient uh headed away from sea <gasps> much like life <laughs> with life my good story. friend toby key <laughs> and uh <laughs> we're looking for hay for our horses yes. or, some shit, or whatever to, his but, to are. park them feed them to, to park our horses and find the hay and because California is full of women, whiskey and gold. That yeah, is, is actually a Toby Keith lyric. Um, Should have been a cowboy is the name of that song. Off oh. his first album. Oh. Back when I was, back when I liked Toby Keith. This is interesting. A country music side. Oh, I had a big. Don't get me wrong. I listen to Patsy Cline I had a big. Day. And Dolly I still listen to the shit out of Fucking. some Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, now, wow. Like right now. I love a Johnny Cash. His last Patsy album. Klein. I don't know what you're talking about. Billy Ray Cyrus's last Good album. Good for him. He recorded it in Muscle Shoals. What's that? Muscle Shoals is like the, it's like, it's hit town. You know what it looks There's like There's recording in studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. It looks like a vest covered in um, like sea mussel mollusks. Like like I pictured him, he recorded it in this vest. Wearing and muscles. Cov- yeah. With the slimy. Shells. Yeah. Yeah. Slimy glistening shells and like mean, slug-like. Write a sad song about sea that. Sea creatures. Well, <laughs> Muscle Shoals is world renowned for... Being the place where you would go to record your albums if you wanted a hit record. The biggest hit records wow. of history. Some of the biggest hit records of history were recorded in Muscle Shoals. It's like that you go to Muscle Shoals. I've been there luckily a few times, mm-hmm. uh, more than a few times in the last few years to do shows. And I have a friend down there who's a musician and she's also a session player at cool. one of the recording studios. But um, there are musicians, there are Rock and Roll Hall of Fame musicians everywhere 
in Muscle Shoals. They I just love live there. Musicians. But they're like record. They're, they're on the like recording aliens. side. Like all the musicians you've never, you wouldn't know their name uh-huh. necessarily, maybe. But they've played on all of your favorite records you know, from like all time. A point I wanted to make too earlier when we paused to get a wand with the um, I I I had this epiphany about Crowley. Uh, because you know misogynist he said some fucking dumb shit but when you read it it's laughable like it can't even hurt me the way like the dumb shit Adam Carolla has said doesn't hurt me it's like oh I get it you've only surrounded yourself with hot women so you haven't actually been around funny women like fine that's cool Um, but Crowley and that's not to say that hot women can't be funny thank you Ryan thank you Um, but yeah I think that I think that like they believe what they're saying and that's fine they're little tiny brained and penis assholes so who cares about them but but i know how to use a hammer (laughs) adam carolla man what an overrated i don't understand it but fine if you like him good for you whatever find the things you like um but crowley said some dumb shit uh and i and i love his deck his deck is channeled from a place i have used every motherfucking tarot deck and it, I always come back to his. And uh, granted, a woman did it, like made all the art by his instruction. That deck speaks multiple layers of languages. That deck can tell you when, who, like fucking crazy shit I've seen come out of those cards. You got to bring it over. Oh, I will. I'm surprised. It's not, maybe it is in my bag. I'll look. Um, but... I was thinking like, well, you could be a piece of shit and channel and still bring wonderful things into the world. Also, I think um, a lot of men, you know, like John Lennon, not really a huge fan, but will admit that there's a great thing there. You know, he beat his wife and then he jumps on the Yoko Ono train and he's this raging feminist and he outs himself for beating his wife and says like, I was a piece of shit. Now in one life to have that transformation is, I'm not, I'm still not like, I don't love Lennon. He's, but George is my favorite. But that's, when someone's a piece of shit, the the hopeful outcome is that they yeah that they change. And I I have to say like wow well, you added yourself, dude. I mean let's be real like Paul Gemini that's the one I would obviously marry. But I George. I mean let's favorite. be real. Let's of be real. I, and yet I'm not really attracted to him. But I know if, well did I ever tell you my Paul McCartney story? I cannot believe you have a Paul McCartney. Story. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is a ma- fucking mess, master manifestor life, Ryan. Let me tell you this well, Paul wait, McCartney wait. story. Okay, tell, tell me the story, because okay. I don't think you've said it on here. I was working at a vegan restaurant on the Upper East Side, and I did, like, the phones, and I dealt with all the rich assholes. You're wearing a tiara and all the your engagement tiara, rings. Yes, <laughs> but I, I got to sit in the back, because I, I didn't want to, like, be, like, forward-facing in a restaurant scene, and then, um, so I worked with, like, the delivery guys, and, um, you know, and these are, like, uh, the, and the cooks and everybody, and these are all people who've got come in from Mexico and are just sending money back to their families and like just working their fucking asses off. And they would get on these bikes in snowstorms, ride up First Avenue with a, an eighty dollar order up, up up a road that went up, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I had to and, take that shot. And then they'd come back and they'd hold up the receipt and they'd say, "Angie, no tip, no tip." They would have gone so far and the person, this rich fucking asshole would not tip them. I would always call the person back and I'd say, hi, this is Angela from blah, blah, blah. And, um, uh, we, your tip didn't show up on the, the copy. Uh, can you tell me how much you want me to put down? And they'd be like, oh, 
Now, they deliberately didn't tip. But when faced with a a seemingly professional person on a phone, they would always say, then they would always tip well. Like, they would be like, oh, uh, $8. Or then they would over tip because they just got fucking called out. One time I did get into it with a huge asshole who was like, I'm not even going to say what she said. It was, I don't want to, it was really it pissed me off. She called the owner and complained about me. And he was like, I'm glad she called you and told you to tip. <laughs> These were good people who own that restaurant. I can say it, it was candle cafe. Um, but, um, uh, I'm working there and we had all the famous vegans, Joaquin Phoenix. And we, you have them in the system. Like they're in the computer, their address, their orders. Like when everything. Was, so when was this? This frame? was 2004 ish, 2003. Okay. It was after I left LA the first time and went back to New York. I ended up working there for a while. And, um, Man, it was so good. I because I could eat for free, and whenever somebody would like mess up an order, I'd just put it in the fridge. So I'd always have like vegan, amazing, exquisite food on hand. But um, I am working the phones, and it's a recording studio nearby. And they call in, and they're like, "Hey, we would like to." And it was like this guy who obviously isn't from New York. He's like like very Nashville, like excitable. And I'm in a big city, and we're we're recording. And there, I can hear music in the background, and he's giving me the order. And um, and he says, "Do you hear that in the background? That's Paul McCartney." And I was like, "What?" And I said, "Is this food for him? Because he's vegan, or well, I think he's vegetarian." And he said, "Um, yeah." And I was like, holy shit. So I I gave them a complimentary giant vegan chocolate chip cookie. And I wrote a love letter, like a little love letter to him that was funny and just like meant to make him laugh. And I taped it on the cookie. After it was delivered, his producer called me to say, Paul just wanted me to call back and say he loved the, the note and the cookie and thank you. Now, here's the thing, Ryan. That's very sweet. I didn't meet Paul McCartney. How many... Billions of love letters. Do you think Paul McCartney has gotten? I mean, it might sound crazy, but he may have gotten a billion. But yeah, I know. How many do you think he's ever replied to? Him himself. I don't know. Right? So when that guy called me back, I was like, Paul McCartney just replied to my love note. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. I was, I used to be fascinated by fame. Mm-hmm. And then I got old enough, and I realized that when You'd I watched the be videos, rich. well, when I realized like a certain level of fame, when you're if you want to be like, because some people that's what drives them, and you know, good for them if that's what they want, I guess. Um, but to be super famous like the Beatles, you have to have like twelve year olds who are like like Willing that's what it die for that's you. what it means to be super famous. Yeah. Like you can look at Britney Spears, you can look at um Sagittarius. you know like Johnny Depp at the peak of Johnny Depp or Brad like all these people yeah. like musicians. It's like it's all these like thirteen year olds who are going crazy. Yeah. Like who want like who, and it, who and wants what that I want to do, I and this is impossible, I think, for most searches. But this new, these new kids coming in are woke as fuck. But I want them to be excited and obsessed with themselves and not mimicking, which I think is happening. Which I wished I'd had for myself. I mean, I think I was pretty uh, unique. I found my old yearbook recently, and everybody in it was like, "You're so, you're my favorite weirdo." And I was like, "What? Why does everybody write this to me?" Like. <laughs> Well, that is an interesting part, like of growing up and having like different ideas and things. Because everyone, you just you kind of. I used to always be called a weirdo, and I never understood. Like, and I'm just, and after a while, like, almost made me feel crazy because I'm like, Mm -hmm. how? I'm like, I'm not weird. No, I got bullied by a guy 
whenever he saw me, he'd go, weird. Hey, weird. What's up? And I mean, I was cute. I was outgoing. I was in theater. That's I weird. I didn't do anything especially weird. You I don't know hate yourself. in fucking Florida. Oh, you don't uh, hate yourself. Thank That's you. so weird. Thank you. And one day he did it. I was working at my parents' video store and he came in doing it and I burst into tears and I said, it makes me feel awful when you call me that. And he hugged me and he apologized and he said, I like that about you. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was hurting you. But he'd done it to me for like a whole year before I finally broke down. And man, I don't, I guess... Because also all these people who wrote it in my yearbook are my friends. They're probably your friends, too. They probably thought it was a compliment, you know, like marching to your beat. But it's hard when you're a kid because you do want to fit in. You want to assimilate and and you want to stand out in your own way, but not too much yet. (sighs) So I'm walking up this dark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have had five hours sleep the last two nights, so there is no thread holding anything together right now There's for no me. chance. No chance. You lead this. You be the horse to tow our parked cart, Ryan. Um, can you can you tow a parked cart? No, because it's parked. That's why you got to move. But you gotta, can you, you cart a parked pull, tow? You got to pull us up this incline. But you can't cart a parked tow. Oh, man. But you can you can tow a parked... You can My eyes are cart, trying to cross carted. listening to what you're saying, okay. and it's going to make me vomit. Tell uh, me about your hill, Ryan. And it gets so fucking dark. <laughs> It's so fucking dark. You might say it's pitch black. Oh, this I and like I'm like we don't need to go up there. I mean, it's smart. like you can't see. It's like total darkness because the tree cover from the, the the trees had created a canopy. Like you couldn't yeah. you couldn't see any the the full moon. No light was coming through. And I was like, you know what? We don't need to go up there because you know there could be people doing bad drugs up there. Yeah. Um. Or there also could just be a fucking monster. A monster is everywhere now. Or an animal or something. But also... So we uh, went to the parking lot area and staring at that full moon, mm. there was a part of me at one time, had some meditation music going, had some crystals out. Hell yeah. And then there was a part of me that was like, this fucking moon is glitching, dude. Whoa. Like, I, like It was kind of like... like it was shit, a like, very special moon. It was yeah. like moving like light... Left, right, 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 right. It was a fire moon too, which probably down right, left, and I was like, you know, I think it's probably my vision. Yeah, that's causing this like glitch effect. But you're ruled by the moon, so you get fucking. So I'm like, this fucking moon is glitching. I'm seeing through the fucking hole of the fabric of the universe of all reality. You're like, it's Truman Show. I'm onto all y'all. So then I close my eyes, and I'm like, um, oh well, if this is glitching, or even if it's not glitching, what's fucking going on? Right? Yeah. Show me what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And so now I am, you know, you know when you see, it almost reminds me of Westworld a little bit, but like a person who is being suspended up in air on their back uh-huh. and their limbs are kind of like dangling. Yeah. And their like back's a little bit arched. Uh-huh. So that's me. And I get taken, blasted up to the moon. Um, And the moon, she turns into a, she turns into a, like an entity. Do you know what where the moon is like? her face <gasps> and the stars form her arms and hands? You had two, while you're telling me the story, you had two little, like, super shiny, like, diamondish, not orbs, but like little, like, sparkle things shoot up around you. I wonder if it's Faye. Go, go on. And so, well, I think I might know what it is. What? Oh, shit. So I'm suspended and now I'm brought and cradled by Queen Moon. Uh-huh. And, like, like it's so fucking bright. <sighs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Because 
she was so fucking bright last night. And and now I'm like basking in the beautiful brightness of her light. Yes. And I'm like being cleansed with it. And I'm just like fucking blast. I'm like getting blasted clean. Wow. Almost like, you know, like a cosmic car wash. Wow. And it was it's just like, but it was like she was pouring into me. Does that make Man, sense? Man, take note, cancers. So I, like that was, I mean, I felt sparkly. Yeah. I felt like I was like illuminated. Oh, that is so cool, Ryan. When I was, because I've never sat out there in the moon like that. It's very difficult in that apartment. And I could not go away from it. It, it took clouds covering it for me to finally get out of the window. It um, was moving like a motherfucker. Yeah, night. it was. It was like, she was on a fast track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was she that? She was like Santa Claus trying to get to all the kids' houses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Okay, wait. So I started talking about this curly deck. I wanted to finish this thought about what I think, because we have shitheads who say great, who have brought us great things, like Morrissey. I love the Smiths. I love his music. He has said some really dumb fucking things. He's also not a human soul. So I'm not saying like give him credit. He doesn't see humans the way they, he's not a fucking human soul. He's some alien life form. That's, and I'm not making excuses. He He's out of touch. He's a rich fucking out of touch person now. Um, but Crowley brought us this deck, brought us so much amazing information about magic. And Morrissey has brought us very powerful music. Um, I think sometimes you can separate the person from their work. And the work is often, and I look at my my ex-husband who I was drawn to when an angel talked through him. And then when the angel wasn't speaking, he was like, a, a t- 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 had no lust for life, was just like a fucked up dude. But when the angel talked through him, the version I saw that he would turn on for when lots of people were around, phenomenal. Like, there are going to be people who just don't aren't doing their own thing. Something's coming through them. Even when I read people, I mean, I'm I'm straight up channeling. You know, it's not it's not me. It's not my information. And then I go away and I'll get a message and they'll say, "Oh, this thing you said." And I'm like, I don't even remember that because it wasn't my. I didn't. Somebody else told me to tell you. Um, I told you that story right about recently reading the woman. Yeah. And by I, uh, so the only other experience I ever had was the one day you smoked when my mouth filled up with cigarette smoke when I was talking about you. And then you, I asked you later and you were like, yeah, it's one day I smoked. Um, this is the only other time I've ever tasted something. And it was, um, this person came in and, and really bad stuff like attached to a family member and re- like a very sinister person. And she's telling me about it. And I could smell a scalp, smell a, a woman's scalp. And then I felt not my teeth, but like the teeth of a centipede and I like a like a mouth that wasn't mine bite into like the whole back of her head and I could taste scalp and blood in my mouth. It was so gross and it was very it was over very quickly. And then I saw it looked like a Native American headdress hanging from her. This centipede, this fucking subhuman thing feeding on her. I have never tasted anything so gross. I've never had anything like that happen before. But I was like, she's got a dark attachment. It was bad. But this is the other thing. I know that you're, you, that hill was scary. And I think when you sense stuff, you should go away from it. People should be afraid. But it's hard to get a subhuman attachment. It's hard to get it. A demon doesn't really, demons don't really care that much about us. Like they don't really want to get in our bodies. You gotta like really be lowering your energy to ever be overtaken. P- 
portals opening with monsters in them is a totally different story, though, and and that's your experience. I don't, don't want to taste human scalp. No, I never want it again. Ryan, tell me what you think those little things I saw were, the little diamond-looking things. Oh, I think it's residue moon glow. Oh, that makes sense. I've never seen them with you before. Like, oh, okay. So it's like, you know, because it was like sparkly. Yeah. Almost like the those very fine white holiday lights yeah yes you know it looked it looked like twinkling but really bright like, like herkimer twinkles, yeah. like if a herkimer diamond oh god wouldn't those be beautiful are you thinking lights? about herkimer diamonds today i'm thinking about them a lot lately are you getting engaged soon or something no no they're they're amplifiers i'm 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 fucking blowing it up ryan i'm blowing it up herkimer diamonds dragon's blood i'm amplifying all my shit right now and i think i'm gonna get into a groove where i'm just like doing magic every day because it raises, it's like exercise. When you exercise, your energy goes up, your metabolism goes up, and then you like level up. Doing magic every day, my intuition gets brighter. I mean, I'm really fucking wired from all the magic I'm doing, and I definitely need to crash and sleep. But man, I'm just like, I want to go full blast on everything now. I got all my selenite lamps cleansed in the moon, put them all back in the corners. It's, it's going really well. I mean, this new, the full moon was, I mean, the new moon was pretty great for me. This full moon was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, there's, and now I got this wand. Yeah. Um, oh, we what? got a package to open too. We'll do that next one. Okay. Um, because yeah, we're we're getting close on this one. Um, but I think for me, like when it comes to understanding, there's something you know, it's like momentum. Yeah. And like the more I meditate, and I've also started this other thing, and, and it's just fresh brand new what wait what's it called so i can tell people about it um it's uh just give me one second it's right here um the uh my buddy mark is doing um uh this experiment not experimental but i guess this new kind of therapy session that i've uh, volunteered for oh yeah yeah um it is where's the name of it um oh tantric embodiment therapy have you done any of it yet? We've had one session so far. What was it like? It was pretty good. I mean, it was mostly just an intake session. Oh. So it was a lot of questions. Is it going to be a lot of chanting? Um, I don't know yet. There's a different type of um, meditation that I have to be, uh, that I'm trying to learn. Uh-huh. Um, that is eyes open meditation. And it associates with sounds, with words, and with colors. Whoa! And there's also, you know, there's also a sexual element to it. Uh huh. Um, and so I have to, uh, you know, once I get, get deeper into out. that. But <laughs> I, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna ever have to get my D out really? while we're skyping. It's so funny because I do. You I know, don't think I'm gonna have to get my D out while we're <laughs> skyping. <laughs> I am empowered by sex, but I also. Um, know a very powerful witch who's celibate for eight years and he is the other way. He he takes that energy and puts it into his magic, doesn't even make out with women, like is just totally fucking celibate and won't break it because of his magic. But it, it's interesting. Like, no, it's, this, I'm, I'm, I'm 90, I'm 100% positive. There's like never going to be like, okay, but later, take your penis out later when he's like, okay, now it. when you're doing this without me, feel free to get your D out. You think maybe later? Well, I'm sure I'm going to be given homework. Oh, yeah. That is, you know, That's what we call it to... now. Homework. <laughs> wink, wink. I got to catch up on my homework. Now, granted, I haven't like progressed. I mean, I mean, this is all speculation. Yeah. So, 
but there is a like a sexual element to it um and it's all about you know finding a healthy balance of you know masculinity and sexual energy and understanding sexual power yes. and understanding the difference between um like an interesting concept for me and i don't know if anybody else listening to this has ever found this in their life but like finding intimacy outside of physical uh outside Good of sex for you ryan well outside of sex which yeah. is you know Due to the nature of my upbringing, I guess, and just like who I... Just being a dude became, in America. Being a dude in America who, since the day I was born, have been the world has been trying to give me a boner to buy stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality. Sex sells everything. <gasps> yeah. And so like a dude walks that's around... That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. I mean, like we've been... I mean, this isn't an excuse for men to be idiots, mm-hmm. but, you know, the world is trying to get our dick hard all day long, yep. every day yep. that we're alive. Whether it's on the radio, whether it's on TV, whether it's, it's in true. movies or whatever. And then it reduces us to like marketing material and objectifies what that's yeah, what that's it's a what, two-way street. For anybody who's like feminism, which I hope, you know, if you're listening, then I just hope that I can help you see the light on this. Um, th- it's not about us being better or anything. It's just us wanting to be seen as humans. It's well, just it's restoring humanizing balance. us. Yes, and restoring balance, balance and equality. Balance has been, it's been so imbalanced. So fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So fucked. So fucked. That's so why we're, fucked. that's why we're all hexing your dicks. Just kidding. I only hex I mean, one d- dick. dicks get hexed. Dicks are gonna get hexed. Sometimes. Dicks gonna get hexed. I told I think I said this on here how I believe I subconsciously hexed all my exes. Did I talk about this? I think we've kind of talked about that. And a little this bit. is something I hear Sal say all the time. You want it in your subconscious. As soon as you get your magic in your subconscious, that's where you do the work. And Renee did my chart and I have some crazy um, thing with my subconscious. I lead with the subconscious and I think that that is what the master manifestation comes from. Like all the stuff that I'm able to do without actually sitting down and thinking about it. It's always in the back of my mind. My land in Eagle Rock was there. I wasn't pursuing it. It was already, it was it was like not possible at the time. You I know? found a plot of land. Ooh. And up, this, up this incline? <laughs> No, it's in <laughs> like Beverly Glen. Whoa. It's like under $3,000. What the fuck are you talking about? It doesn't it? make any sense. No. It's 14 square feet. You could build a house on that. I don't know. You I'm, have to, to. That was a joke. Yeah, you have to. Obviously, they not do, 14 they, square feet. They are doing, um, they have like a law about how big it has to be to be able to build a house on it. But it's, it's, it's a small, it's a small, it's. Tiny little. It doesn't make any sense that it would be that. But cheap. for three thousand bucks, I'll buy it. it I'm monopolying. Make, it, you're monopolizing. <laughs> <laughs> no, like the board game. I'm monopolizing. Oh, you're monopolizing. <laughs> um, oh, anyway. So the point of even bringing up that tantric embodiment session therapy that I'm going to be doing, that I've just started, is it's about momentum and mm-hmm. and building upon things. Like the more the more work I'm doing, the more I get actually do the work and mm-hmm. get in and meditate and you know talking with Sarah. Um, Having another therapist, um, you know, then now doing this thing with Mark. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, you know, it's not like I'm just in this Zen state all the time. I yeah. Mean, I, I've got a long way to go to get to where I'd like to be. But the the more you do it, the easier it is. Oh, yeah. For sure. So it's like if you really want to blast off, because that's for me. Like I want to blast the yes. fuck off in meditation. Yes. And I want to be able to access. And I got this fucking white cloud thing showing up. The other day, and I don't know what it is. It's Something's white, going though? on. Something's happening. What? Where is it? Let's what talk about it? that next time. God damn it! Um, I'm going to get those almonds out. Up again. top left. Up top, up top left is where up it is. Up top left. Up top left. Your upper up, left. Yeah. Huh. 
peripheral. Like, oh, we'll talk about it in a okay. minute. Um, we're going to record another one here in a, in a second. Shh, don't blow our cover. Oh, shit. I mean, Next we recorded week. this live. You're hearing this live. You're hearing this the t- Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Well, we're midnight. Fine. Midnight. You're hearing this Tuesday night. Well, oh, it's tomorrow and night. This is fresh. It's fresh. The next one will be stale. Um, I want to actually thank Amy R., who donated to Girl uh, Do It in a Dress to my One Girl campaign. Guys, I'm getting no money for this, and I'm wearing the same fucking dresses every day, and I'm going to say something really nice about Utah. I got a lot of money from people on the street there in LA. People, I guess, just don't want to talk to you as much and it's not been easy. I'm struggling. I have barely managed to raise enough to send two girls to school. Last time I did this, I sent seven. How much longer does it go? Um, Just till the end of October. So if you can give just $2, please. We have so many listeners. If every if every one of you gave $2, we'd send like all fucking Africa to school. $2. I'm serious. If you just log in... The link is um, in my bio on Instagram, on Facebook. We've shared it like on all of our social. Um, these girls, an educated girl in Africa is six times less likely to be married as a child. And that is the best case scenario for these girls is getting married as a child to an adult man who they don't even know. That's their best fucking case scenario. So I, if I raise $300, every $300 is one girl goes to school. That's hardly any money for us to raise. So please, I appreciate so much, Amy R. Thank you. Thank you. I sent you some good stuff in that full moon. You better believe it, girl. Um, but Mojo bags in the poppets. Mojo bags in the poppets. Oh, that's what I should do. Um, Renee offered to pull cards to give little single readings to anybody who donated more than $10. So if anybody, I'm, I'm sure she'd still do it if, if you guys are into that. Find her on Instagram. She, she did a couple and I, I was hearing from people and they're like, holy shit, Renee's so sad. Psychic. And I'm like, yeah, duh, dude. I'm not going to hang out with some fucking fake psychic. <laughs> <laughs> also, she's teaching a class next week. Um, next Tuesday at Crooked Path, she's doing her um, um, moot f- moon's magic it's you print out your chart and you bring it in and she 20, teaches o- October 22nd. Yes. And uh, a very big celebrity was at the last one. I didn't go to it. I was feeling um, really worn out and sick, and I wish I had. And but it's fine because now Renee's reading a celebrity, and I'm super jealous. Whatever. Um, yeah, I wasn't there either because I was doing a show or something. Yeah, but let's go. Are you can? Oh no, you're not in town, huh? I'm gonna be at the. I'm gonna be at the twenty second one. But you guys should. And I'll be filming next week. That's oh. why we're doing two. Oh, that's right. I'm gonna be on set. Oh, it's so LA. I'm gonna be on here. set next week. <laughs> I get to play a real fucking douchebag. Oh, so it's, it's gonna be fun. What a stretch. His name's Charlie. Um, I'll let people know about awful. all that. You know, like a year from now when the movie's available. Nice. If any, if it's can't like, get enough of that Ryan Singer. So okay, so thank you for listening. This is where the magic happens. dot com at Rising at Lovelable at Where Magic Happens on Instagram. Um, you'll see a picture of this wand. Actually, I'm gonna take a picture of the wand now. Okay. Will you hold the wand? I'll hold it. Wait, let me get let me get beautiful. Um, I mean, I know I have to give um, photo guys, approval. You need to go look at this photo. Oh, that's terrible. Just fucking put the camera up higher. What the hell? He's like got it all down low, so I look like a sh- tiny little. Wait, don't squat. say. Watch your words. What? No, like a child, like a little prepubescent baby girl. Oh, I thought you were gonna be mean. Which to is yourself, they're adorable. Just I just. I mean, you're kind of being. Mean I would yourself. like to be fuckable for my remaining years. Oh, it's fucking blurry. God damn it, Ryan. You guys, we're going to get this picture on there. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So thanks for listening. Someone else do it. Oh, but also in the picture, this bracelet I'm wearing, guess what this is? It's a ring for a prolapsed uterus from back in the day. 
Look at it. Wait, it's a what? When women would give birth and their, their uteruses would pop inside out, the doctor would squish it back up. I bought it at the oddity shop. Through I remember a that. ring. He'd squish and it then, back up through a ring? No, no. He'd punch it all back up or what, I don't know how a uterus works and then um, put the ring on your cervix so it couldn't go inside out again. So this was would be used inside. On yeah, but that's big, right? My cervix is only like this big. So that's like some woman who had a shit ton of babies or something or maybe endometriosis i don't know it's still it's it's a bracelet size it's i wear it as a bracelet because i just think it's fucking that's interesting crazy but you know, i had a doctor tell you so you have a small cervix i had a doctor yeah. tell me i had very narrow nose canal oh look at us which i was like thank you <laughs> because i do have a deviated septum from septum <gasps> septum from doing from doing drugs like a oh, fucking that's right, idiot. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. When I was younger. That's so, not what happened. Okay, in thanks my for listening. Cervix. We'll listen. We'll listen. We'll you know. We'll see you soon. Yeah, we'll see you around. You know, be good to each other. Uh, and to us, please. Thank and you. And don't forget, this shit is real. Boop.